You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, and I'm no longer alone as my best friend Ben is back in the land of the living. Really glad you're feeling better, buddy, and I'm sure you are too. I am. I'm actually back in the land of the living for sure. <laughs> well, I think I can speak for all our listeners when I say you were greatly missed last week. I did my best to carry the torch, but it definitely wasn't the same without your great feedback and input. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, this was an interesting week in college football as all the top teams had much tougher games than expected and a few had to claw and scratch their way to survival. We start off like we always do with the number one team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, who beat Kentucky 16-6 to to officially go unbeaten in the SEC once again this year. They had already stamped their ticket to the SEC championship game, but it's always an impressive feat when you can escape the season without a loss in the SEC. Ben, a little surprised, though, that Georgia only put up 16 points in this game and won by just 10. Yeah, I mean, they, they dominated the game for sure. But, like, yeah, I mean, I am just was really surprised that Kentucky held them to 16 points. And Kentucky didn't score to the fourth quarter, but they actually could have made it a one-possession game and made it 16-9 to nine, um, at one point in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it was good to see. At least it was kind of competitive. Stetson Bennett didn't really play well. Uh, but it's good for Georgia going undefeated. It's just they're going to be tough this year to beat for sure. Yeah, I was just surprised because they've been putting up so many points week in and week Mm -hmm. out. So just to see their high-powered offense only come away with 16, I definitely was a little surprised. But again, everybody has off weeks, and I mean they still got the win, so at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Well, Talia did everything he could for the Terps, going 26 of 36 for 293 yards and two touchdowns as Maryland gave number 2 Ohio State everything they could handle before the Buckeyes pulled away and won 43-30. After holding the Buckeyes to a field goal to make it 36-30, Maryland had a chance to drive down and win it at the end. The problem is Ohio State's defense had other plans, and they tackled Talia as he threw, causing a fumble, and one of the easiest scores you'll ever see from a defensive player right at the goal line. Dallin Hayden had himself a day rushing for 147 yards and three touchdowns, stepping up big time for the Buckeyes, who were already without Mayan Williams. Then they lost Travion Henderson during the game, who was seen later on in a walking boot, so definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward here the last few weeks of the season. Ben, despite the Terps coming up short in this one, you had to be impressed with their fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, playing the number two team in the country and playing them all down to the wire, uh, it was hats off to them. I mean, they, they played fantastic. And Talia, I think his name is Talia. I can't remember how to say his name, Talia. but he played great. Talia is right. Okay. He, he played great. I mean, he had them in the game the whole way through. And like you said, I mean, they had a chance to actually take the lead. Uh, but just... Hats off to the resilience for Ohio State. I mean, still, again, like we've talked about, so many injuries on the offensive side of the ball and still scoring and beating teams. I know I know, a lot of people, strength of schedule is kind of coming to question for them, just like for Michigan as well. But, like, they've been playing hurt all year and just keep on winning. So good job for C.J. Stroud to keep on plugging along each week. Yeah, I saw the name on the back of the jersey, and I'm like, that's got to be Tua's brother. I mean, how many people have that last name? <laughs> and yeah. sure enough, it is. So they talked about during the yeah. game how he'll call his older brother, you know, and try to get, you know, different, just different input and stuff and advice mm-hmm. and all that. So it's cool, to, I mean, to have that resource at your disposal of a big brother who's in the NFL. So pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, definitely hats off to Ohio State. Like you said, battling a lot of injuries this year, key guys and still just finding a way to win week in and week out. Well, Illinois has had two bad weeks back-to-back, losing to unranked teams, but they almost pulled off the upset of the year, beating number 3 Michigan in Ann Arbor. 
Luckily for the Wolverines, the last-second field goal went through the uprights, and they avoided the upset, winning 19-17 to to keep their playoff hopes alive and set up a battle of the unbeatens in the game this coming weekend against Ohio State. Ben, how shocked were you that the Fighting Illini almost pulled off this upset? I was very surprised. I mean, it was in Ann Arbor, too, so like of all places that they were even this close to pull it off or Michigan had to kick a last-second field goal here. And I remember texting you about Blake Corum going down. I Michigan's going to be in a whole heap of trouble this weekend if he's not playing. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been the heart and soul of their offense. So if he if he's down, I haven't heard anything about him. So I can't say that I know if he's playing or not. But if if he's not playing, I just don't see how Michigan can escape the, the Sioux with a win against Ohio State this weekend. But yeah, Illinois again, same thing with them. Just very surprised that they had this great of a chance to win they had chase brown run for 140 yards so good job for illinois i mean it would have been nice to see them hold off in ann arbor but i think it's also nice for the fans to see an undefeated michigan and ohio state game this weekend well number four tcu is a team we have loved following all season long a season that week after week required the horn frogs to fight through adversity and somehow find a way to win this past saturday ben was no different and looked the bleakest as they trailed by eight late in the fourth they scored a touchdown with 441 left but the two-point conversion failed. They still trailed 28-26 at that point. They were able to force Baylor to a punt and then got the ball back with 134 remaining. Dugan, who had 327 yards passing with a touchdown, also rushed for a touchdown. He led an impressive drive to get them in field goal range. The craziest part, though, was TCU had no timeouts when they ran their last offensive play with 22 seconds left. This required a frantic switching of players running on and off the field to get set for the field goal try. It was up and good, and TCU escaped 29-28 versus Baylor to keep their playoff hopes alive. Ben, how cool was this to see the Horn Frogs pull this out once again? Oh, it was great to see. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to keep seeing them winning. I mean, I know a lot of people are questioning if they're going to get killed in the playoff. I don't really care. I, I want to see them in there. Like, they're just exciting. They've got a lot of heart. I, I still think that was the most bonehead call of a coach running the ball with zero timeouts. I don't understand it. Uh, if I'm Baylor's coach, I'm definitely not calling a timeout because they're frantically running on the field trying to kick a field goal. So I 100% agree with that. They got super lucky to win this game, but I'm, I just hope they I hope they get these next two wins and, and make it in. Yeah, well, you see that a lot of times where a team will try to hurry and do that at the end, and they rush, and they end up, you know, shanking the kick or whatever because they're in such a hurry, or it gets blocked because, you know, a blocking assignment isn't met because guys are just, Mm -hmm. you know, just too frantic. So, yeah, good for TCU there, though. I mean, they had it's like they had just enough time to get set, him to take his steps, you know, and then go. So it wasn't – it was frantic, but it wasn't as, you know, frantic as it could have been or as I've seen in the past in other instances, so – Good for the Horned yeah. Frogs, though. Yeah, I mean, if they make the playoff, I mean, Cincinnati made it last year. They got blown out. So, I mean, TCU is a much smaller school. They can get in, you know, good for them. Obviously, if yeah. they're undefeated, they deserve it. Like, let them in, yeah. see what happens. I mean, people keep counting them out. I mean, you never know. Yeah, never know. Speaking of getting counted out, South Carolina hasn't looked good for weeks, but maybe they were saving up all their good play for this one game as they dismantled number 5 Tennessee 63-38 behind Spencer Radler, who was 30 of 37 for 438 yards and six touchdowns. The Vols' playoff hopes were dashed, and on top of that, they lost Hooker for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Ben, one unfortunate end of the season for a team who was playing so well and arguably one of the best in the country. I know, man. I was. I hate to see it because I really wanted to see them 
honestly. I mean, with a loser of Ohio State, Michigan, I really wanted to see Tennessee take that loser's place. But, I mean, obviously it's not going to happen now. South Carolina, I feel like we're imitating Tennessee because they played out of their freaking mind. Spencer Rattler, like you were saying, I mean, I feel like every play, every pass play they were going to throw was a touchdown. It was just, it was crazy. I've never seen it before. Uh, but it was, it was just a heartbreaking end to Hendon Hooker, who's had a Heisman, I would say a Heisman, one of the leading Heisman candidates this year. And just sad that it was a non-contact injury to happen for him. But, but yeah, good job for South Carolina knocking Tennessee out of the race. Number six, LSU didn't have any problems against UAB winning 41-10. Ben, I feel like the Tigers remembered how they let Arkansas hang around last week and didn't want to risk anything happening in this one. Yeah, no, that's 100% spot on. Yeah, and being at home against a UAB team, I'm sure they didn't want to keep that uh, hanging over their heads. So, yeah, no good job for LSU keeping it on to, to go face Georgia here now in the SEC, SEC championship coming up. Every time number seven USC pulled away a little bit, number 16 UCLA answered the call with a score of their own. In a game that saw a ton of back and forth scoring, it was Williams and USC who came out victorious 48-45 in this one. Ben Thompson-Robinson played well in this game for UCLA, but he had three interceptions and none bigger than the last one that sealed the game for the Trojans. Yeah, definitely costly turnovers and, and not a guy that typically does turn the ball over, so... Very surprising to see. I know they had a chance to actually go down and take the lead and, and to beat USC. I'm actually happy. I really wanted USC to win because they're still my dark horse to get in and they're getting closer. So I'm hoping that they can actually knock on that door. But no, this was a this was a fantastic game. And I think everybody thought it was going to be. And it, it definitely lived up to the hype. Number eight, Alabama just taking out some frustrations on poor Austin PV 34-0. Ben, not a lot to say about this one other than just your typical big school beat down of a small school. Yeah, I mean, you said it spot on. This is just a warm-up game for Alabama to face Auburn. <laughs> ben, I'm sure this one made you happy with your distaste for Miami, but number nine, Clemson beat up on the Hurricanes 40-10. to 10. Yeah, I really don't like either one of these teams, but I mean, yeah, obviously, if I'm going to choose somebody, I'm going to choose Clemson to beat Miami. So Clemson trying to atone for that loss and hopefully if they can get to the, I mean not get to the ACC championship game, but if they can beat North Carolina too, I mean, you never know anything could happen to get them back in playoff talks. I guess you can call this one an upset, even though number 12 Oregon's been better than number 10 Utah almost all year, but the Ducks managed to beat the Utes 20-17. to Despite a lower leg injury, Nick's had a solid game for the Ducks, leading them with 287 passing yards and a touchdown. Then a week after Oregon saw their playoff hopes evaporate, they rebounded nicely and still have a chance to play for the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, this was a good rebound for them for sure. And they've been the rebound team, I feel like, all year. Cam Rising didn't play well for Utah throwing three picks, but it, it was a good win for them to come back and, and to at least have a chance to maybe upset Oregon. Or not Oregon, wow. <laughs> for Oregon to upset USC. Uh, but no, it's, it was a very good win, very good team win for Oregon all around. Number 11, Penn State with a beatdown of their own, beating Rutgers 55-10. to Ben, there was a 100-yard kickoff return, which is something we don't see a lot of. Yeah, I mean, especially going to, like, the NFL, you don't ever see the returns hardly ever, but, like, seeing a 100-yard return, it's, it's just so much fun to watch. And they had, actually, another a 70-yard fumble return, too, in this one, but Penn State was just creamed uh, Rutgers in this one. But, yeah, no, it's exciting to see special teams uh, and defensive touchdowns like that. Number 13, North Carolina was surprisingly upset by unranked Georgia Tech, 21-17. 
Then what was even more surprising in this game was May, who's been lighting it up, and many are considering a Heisman candidate, had zero touchdown passes in this one. Yeah, he played like garbage, and I just couldn't believe him. They were up 17 nothing, and I think everybody thought, okay, this is Georgia Tech. They're going to you know, win by like 40 or something like that. But, I mean, good job for Georgia Tech going on the road, pulling off a huge – I mean, this is a huge upset because North Carolina was – I don't, I don't know if a dark horse is right to say, because I mean, they're going to the ACC championship game, could have beaten Clemson, maybe gotten at least up to the top six or maybe even close to the playoff itself. But yeah, this is a huge upset in my mind. Unranked Arkansas let out a little season frustration on number 14, Old Miss, as they whooped up on the Rebels 42-27. And the Razorbacks are a strange team who have had some really good wins this year, but also some really bad losses. Yeah, they just can never figure it out. Um, I know they got their starting quarterback back, KJ Jefferson for this game. And he played, he played very well throwing for three touchdown passes, but yeah, I just, they could just never figure out what team they wanted to be from week to week. Uh, Raheem Sanders dominated this game too, running for 232 yards for three touchdowns. Ole Miss was another team that I thought was kind of surprising. I just didn't expect this to happen. And Ole Miss has been a pretty good team all year long um, to kind of get beat this bad by, Arkansas and have it. I mean, they were getting killed. I mean, it was freaking 42 to six <laughs> until the fourth quarter when they put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, this was, this was over by way of basically at halftime. So just an interesting scoreline. Number 15, Kansas state won easily 48 31 over West Virginia Ben, the Mountaineer states in that old country song country road. And I'm sure most of the fans were wanting to be taken home by halftime of this game. That was never in doubt for the Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely dominated. And Kansas State, they just got to get one more win this Saturday to get in the Big 12 championship game against TCU to try and get some revenge against TCU. But, no, nah, yeah, West Virginia fans were definitely uh, done with this game by halftime. Seems like a lot of teams have been beating up on poor Colorado this season. And, Ben, it was no different for number 17, Washington, who demolished them 54-7. to Yeah, I mean... <laughs> This is a pretty easy one for that. Honestly, the Pac-12 has had some pretty good teams this year, but yeah, Washington definitely destroyed Colorado. Speaking of demolishing, number 18, Notre Dame, who has been putting together some impressive wins lately, won in a blowout win, 55-0 over Boston College. Ben, cornerback Morrison for the Fighting Irish had three picks in this ballgame. Yeah, um, this, one, this one wasn't a huge surprise. Uh, Boston College has been pretty terrible all year long. Uh, the, just the biggest surprise is how Notre Dame has turned their season around. I mean, this is a team that was 2-2, two and two, and, and now, you know, 18th in the country at, at that game during during then, and, and they're just playing well. I mean, they're going to be kind of that dark horse team to help out some of the playoff teams. They got a chance this coming, I think it's this weekend against USC, so they could cause a little bit of chaos up at the top. Ben, your number 19, Florida State Seminoles, won easily 49-17 against Louisiana. How are you feeling about your Knowles in the season they've had? I'm excited. I mean, they they honestly, for me, exceeded expectations. Uh, I know we lost three in a row uh, at one point, but we haven't lost since we lost to Clemson, so it's been nice to see. Uh, got the Gators tomorrow. Not tomorrow, I'm sorry. It's Friday, Black Friday, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's just the pivotal part of our season where we hopefully, I mean, we're going to a bowl game, obviously, but now we, we got to basically destroy our rival in Florida. We've already killed Miami, so Florida's just up next. Another surprising upset from this past weekend was unranked Navy beating number 20 UCF 17-14. And this game shocked me for a few reasons, but the main one being that the Knights have been playing some really good football as of late. So to see them fall to an unranked team and only put up 14 points was quite baffling to me. 
Yeah. Um, it was very, very weird for sure. Um, and, and Navy again, they're just Navy and army are those two teams that are so annoying through one pass. I mean, Navy threw one freaking pass and they won 17 to 14. Uh, that's just that triple option that they've got down there is it's, it's tough to beat, but I mean, when you're throwing one pass against against UCF, yeah, it's very interesting in a head scratcher that they were able to pull off the upset. In a clash of bragging rights for the state of Oklahoma, it was the Sooners upsetting number 22 Oklahoma State 28-13. Ben, Oklahoma State's quarterback threw the ball nearly 70 times with four of those being intercepted. Not going to win too many ball games doing that. Yeah, it's just weird because Spencer Sanders, I mean, yeah, it's the complete opposite of the Navy game. They're on 67 passes in this one. It's just Oklahoma State is just a very weird team. I mean, they were doing great earlier in the year and now have just been blowing it lately. I it's just not going to get the job down. And I feel bad for Spencer Sanders because he's been a great quarterback for his college career. But good job for Oklahoma becoming bowl eligible after their terrible season. Number 21, Tulane beat SMU 59-24. Ben Tulane has been a fun team this season, seeing them in the rankings and put together and putting together some nice wins. Yeah, I'm hoping they can get a New Year's Six Bowl um, for sure because they've been an awesome team to watch. Uh, I know they got Cincinnati here coming up to close out their season, but no, they've been great offensively and absolutely destroyed them in this game. Number 23, Oregon State took care of business against Arizona 31-7. Ben Martinez had himself a day rushing for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, Oregon State, again, impact well this year. I've been very exciting. I got a lot of, lot of teams in the rankings, and Oregon State has been a nice surprise. Uh, they haven't been good for a couple years now, so definitely good to see them back kind of coming up on the rise again. Jordan's 98-yard kickoff return sparked Louisville's upset win over number 24 NC State 25-10. Then a solid win for the Cardinals, especially their defense, only giving up 10 points. Yeah, for sure. No, Louisville played great in this one. Um, definitely getting, I mean, NC State obviously out of their rankings and all that, but great, great win all around for Louisville. Number 25 Cincinnati with an easy win over Temple 23-3. Ben, obviously the Bearcats have come back down to earth this season and haven't had the year they had last year, but they still have to be fairly happy with their 9-2 and record. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm sure they wanted to be undefeated again, um, but no, Cincinnati at least has come back, had that loss to Arkansas earlier in the year, but finally playing well enough to, to basically still be ranked out there. But no, I mean, they, they've definitely come, on, come around, not the same team they were last year, but definitely at least a solid, solid football team. I'm going to read the college football playoff rankings. Georgia still at number one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. So no movement there in the top four. LSU moves up a spot to five. USC continues to climb up one to six. Alabama up another spot to seven. Clemson up one to eight. Oregon jumped three spots up to nine, so they're back in the top ten. Tennessee dropped five spots down to tenth. Penn State stays stationary at 11. Kansas State up three spots to 12. Washington up four spots to 13. Utah down four to 14. Notre Dame up three to 15. Florida State up three to 16. North Carolina down four to 17. UCLA down two to 18. Tulane up another two spots to 19. Old Miss down six to 20. Oregon State up two to 21. UCF down two to 22. Texas from not ranked to 23rd. Cincinnati up a spot to 24th. And from not ranked to ranked after their good win is Louisville. 
Well, with May struggling and Hooker now out with an injury, I feel like the Heisman Trophy is C.J. Stroud's to lose. He can play well and lead Ohio State to a win over Michigan and then having another solid game in the Big Ten Championship, I think it's game, set, and match for him. Ben, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see anybody else just standing in his way. So I just, if he plays, he plays well enough and against Michigan for sure this weekend. Yeah, I don't see, I just don't see anybody else to take it from him. Speaking of Ohio State versus Michigan, the biggest rivalry in all of college football is taking place this coming weekend in the game, as it's been known. Ben, what's your prediction? I think, I mean, I think Ohio State kills them. I, I think they're going to win 34 to. I'm going to say 13 for Michigan. I'm going to say it's going to be really bad. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah, I think it all depends on the weather, though, is a big factor. Sure. Obviously, we saw that last sure. year play a huge factor with it with it uh, snowing in Ann Arbor, and that obviously allowed Michigan just to do the ground and pound. But as long as you got some decent weather, yeah, I feel like Ohio State should win by at least two, if not three touchdowns. I'll stick around there close, but I'll say – I'll be a little nicer. I'll say 28-17, but – Maybe Michigan gets a later touchdown or something, so it's really not even that close, but I'll just say 28-17 Ohio State. Now, something I want to address real quick, though. So, you know, I read the rankings off. You had Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan's 3. Let's say Michigan loses this game. They're losing to the number two team in the country. How far down do you think they fall? Because then you've got a two-loss team in LSU at 5th. And you've got USC at six, one loss. Alabama's a two-loss team at seventh. Where do you see the Wolverines going down to? It's the hardest thing because it's it's still baffling to me how USC is under LSU. I I understand the SEC kind of almost biased, but I I don't see Michigan. The only thing I I hope that Michigan doesn't drop below Alabama. That's where whoever loses, honestly. I, I don't see... If, if Ohio State loses, if Michigan loses, whoever loses that game, I just I just don't want to see them drop below Bama. That that's my only kind of. I would say they would drop to at least six because I don't think you can hurt. I don't think you can harp on a team that hasn't lost a game until you played a top two team. Yeah, I just don't see. Yeah, I just don't see you can hurt them that badly. Yeah, I mean, if one of those teams, obviously one of those teams, has to lose. But whoever loses, it'd be nice to see USC jump LSU and get into the four, right? Um, and not yeah. LSU, and not LSU get in as a two-loss team because I mean that's going to raise. A, I mean, there's always controversy every year, but I feel like that's right. going to raise a lot of controversy if you've got a two-loss team sitting in there and there's USC. The only thing that LSU could gain in their favor is if they end up winning the SEC championship game and USC yeah. does not win theirs. You know, then L- then USC would have two losses. LSU would have two losses, but LSU won their championship. So therefore, to me, then it's like okay, I'd be more okay right. with get, you know they deserve to get in there then. But if USC you know runs the table the rest of the way and they're at one loss and LSU's at two, even if LSU, but I guess yeah. I, I guess I guess they would. I guess if L- yeah, so it'll be interesting to see because yeah, what what the committee does because then you're putting. Yeah. Two SEC teams in there, you know. Obviously, you've got two Big Ten teams in there right now, but I mean they've earned it. But then you 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 try to find a way, and like you said, that SEC bias. But they finagle that in there, and so it'll just be interesting to see. Watch out, Alabama's yeah. going to somehow end up back in there. <laughs> I, I know. That's what I was thinking when I saw all these they're, losses. They're lurking. I saw their ranking. Oh man, I know. I know, dude. And I think what could be crazy, and I'm kind of hoping it will happen, is that 
if LSU and USC run the table and LSU actually ends up beating Georgia, so, who's going to be in at that point? <laughs> Is this going to be? I'm assuming Georgia's still going to be in there after losing, but then do you put USC in there or LSU? Probably, I mean, they're probably going to go with LSU since LSU beat Georgia. Yeah, that that would be fun too. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so LSU playing Georgia. So yeah, I could see Georgia if they've lost falling from like one to four, but still staying right. in there, which is what happened last right. year. You know, they ran into yes. Alabama in the SEC championship. Alabama smacked them. They went from one yep. and they dropped to what, four or three, whatever it was. But And, and rightfully yeah. so. I mean, they've been the best team all year. So that would be a shame if they, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you lost in the SEC championship game, so you blew it. <laughs> That's going to do it for the College Football Week 12 recap here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.